0: As soon as most people hear the word placement, fear and anxiety take over. This fear is mostly because of the uncertainty involved and unavailability of proper strategy or guidance related to preparation. To overcome these challenges that continue to haunt one batch after another, today we have with us a very ambitious guest, Pragati Sharma. She is a final year undergraduate in IT from Government College of Engineering, Karat, who recently got a placement in Goldman Sachs as a technology analyst in turn, you don't want to miss out on this one. Let's jump to it. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is Rohit Dervi, your host for this episode, and you're listening to WebOS Blog, your one stop tech podcast. Hi, Pragati, Welcome to Verbo's Law.
1: Hey, hi, Rohit.
0: First of all, congratulations on your well-deserved success.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me.
0: Okay. So first things first, how was that feeling when you cracked the Goldman Sachs interview?
1: Oh my God, that day would still be counted as the best day of my life. I honestly didn't expect to get into Goldman Sachs, though Goldman was always been my dream company. But I never expected to get into it. So I still remember the date. It was 11th of November 2020 when I received a mail from my HR. Congratulations, Pragati. We would love to extend the full-time role for you. I mean, that mail actually made my day. I've been searching for the mail every day. Like I used to scroll my inbox day in, day out. But that day, I don't know why I didn't sc- I didn't even open my mailbox. I opened my mailbox around nine in the evening and I saw the mail and the mail was of something 3pm, uh, like 3pm in the afternoon. <laughs> so the feeling was amazing, man. I mean, I, that could still be as counted as my best day of my life. Amazing. Like, really amazing. Yeah. My parents were so happy. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, the day you can never forget.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Everybody has a dream to land a great job, especially when you're starting out a career as a fresher. So how can one crack placement interviews, which will help them to get their dream company that they want to work for?
1: Yeah. So basically, I'll talk. I'll be talking about IT companies since I'm a techie. Uh, yeah. So what today in today's world, like in today's life, what actually companies are looking for is basic logic. Like how are your skill set and how like pro are you in solving the real world problems? They basically give you a few problem statements and they expect you to come at an optimized solution to it so for doing all of this the main thing you need is data structures and algorithms and competitive coding so i think this is not a thing that you will acquire in about one month or two months or not in six months it is a slow process that eventually grows with the time so i started doing all of this in my second year and since then, I guess I have been doing it. And basically, that is the only thing that is needed in the interviews, which is basically programming and data and algorithms.
0: Great. Since you have seen the placement process very closely, I would like to ask, what is the campus placements scenario right now? Because this year has been very different. And everyone is worried while doing job hunting in these uncertain times of pandemic
1: yeah so pandemic has hit everybody so hard by god's grace i.t sector has not been hit that badly though it has hit but not that badly i suppose at least not for my case and not for me actually but yes in i.t sector we have actually uh, come to know that there is a concept of work from home as well that can even work very well so as of now i'm just hoping since there is not that much intake as compared to pre-covid times but i guess from this year onwards it may restore to the previous one so yes, you need to prepare very well for that because the opportunities would be quite meager. And you need to be like, you must have the skill set that you can shine off in those meager opportunities as well. So you need to like brush up twice harder as you were doing this before. So yeah, you need to work quite hard for that.
0: Yeah, right, right. While completing your graduation, apart from extracurricular activities, you have also been a summer intern and as well as a data science intern. So have these internships helped you in any way during interviews?
1: Yeah. So basically when you have an internship, it's basically like you at least have a knowledge like a prior knowledge, how the corporate industries work. You basically know that, what is it, what is the hierarchy, how actually people function there. So actually it's an asset if you know all these things in prior. And when you are doing an internship, you're actually working at the company and you're doing the real-time projects, which at times we don't get to do it in college. Because in college, we are more into like, padhai and all these things. But when you're working with a company, you work for the real-time projects. And that's, I guess, the biggest asset for any internship. If in interviews, they see that you have done any internship, like if in time of interview, they see that you've undergone an internship for maybe one month, two months, they tend to ask you questions about that. And you need to make sure that you have appropriate answers for them. So if you have appropriate answers, then I guess it's a cherry in the cake, you know, like they obviously feel good, you know, that, okay, that person is tried, they have tried something new other than college life. So that's always the cherry in the cake. So I would always recommend you should do one internship before your interviews, because that actually adds some weightage, you know, and it's actually good, you know, you get to learn a lot of new things that you won't learn in college. Try for internship, especially those internships that you get after six semester, like after the end of the third year, you get two months. Just go for summer internship, intern at a good place, add your resume, and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, that was a very insightful answer. Yeah. So, do internships do matter in campus placements? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Recruiters receive over hundreds of applications. I freaked out when I heard that on average. Employees spend only six seconds reading an application. How to so? How to prepare a great resume that can get your foot in that door?
1: Yeah. So actually, a great resume is like the greatest thing a student, student can ever do, you know. So the four years that you get while doing your engineering or any degree, I mean, you should mostly focus on embracing your skills and like showing off them, you know. So first round actually is with many companies right now is being like, The resume shortlisting round, they don't even look at your, they don't even test you basically on a skill set. They just test you on the base of your resume. So I think your resume should be quite attractive. And there are key features that I feel like when I look at any resume, these are the key features that I look into. So the main features that I look into resume are firstly, your stats, like apart from like your daily subjects, whatever you study apart from your pointers, what extracurricular that you have done. And when I talk about extracurricular, I basically mean the stats. It's like in the various coding competitions that occur day in day out in the coding arena, what contest have you participated in? And what is the rank out of the total rank? So like, for example, if I give you my example, there was a competition called as Adobe Codibuzz, which was a hackathon sort of, and in which I stood about 50 seconds from all of the participants all over the country. So it actually grabs attention, you know, that, oh my God, out of these men, this person stood up to here. So I guess that's a big thing. Look at your stats. Like try to improve your stats. Engage into as many competitions as you can, and just try to showcase them. Other than that, I feel those projects. Like how good your projects have been, and what actually new have you tried doing in your projects? Projects you can do simple projects, but try to do something new in that. Like how actually you've thought doing that project. I like, guess that's a good thing. And the third thing that I feel is very important are the links that you share. You could share your LinkedIn. You could share your Uh, github links you could share your code forces gfg lead code links i guess the links also pose a great impact because when the resume or the recruiter clicks on those links and he finds that oh my god this person has four star on code chef this means that this person is actually practicing you know so i think those links the proper like the scores that you have in those platforms along with extracurricular stats i guess that's amazing for any resume Okay, yeah. And yeah, um, many people try to add a lot of things on their resume. Just try to be one thing that be real. Don't add anything fake there. I mean, they're going to grill you like anything then.
0: Yeah, uh, I've seen people uh, adding uh, Coursera certificates or Udemy certificates. Have you ever
1: done that? No, no. I never added any certificate in there. Because again, if you add it, they're going to grill you. And I honestly don't believe that there's any learning on those courses. Unless you do some real-time projects on those. If you have done the projects only for the certification, I mean, I don't think so there's any value to it. If you're doing some project and you are building some projects. Yeah. I agree with you. Completely.
0: Okay, this is a very common question which juniors keep asking their seniors. How to prepare for campus placements and any other preparation tips and strategies you would like to suggest from your own experience?
1: Yeah. so one thing that i regret of myself is consistency i was consistent but not that much that i could have been so one advice that i would like to give all my juniors and everyone listening here is like you need to be consistent you know in whatever you do you need to put in your efforts like 100% efforts now when it comes to it placements like placements related to it field the main thing that i said was coding they always focus on your programming logic and data structure algorithms And you get sufficient time, you know, like you get almost three years to practice those skill sets. Obviously, you cannot be professional in those three years, but you can at least be a good performer in that case. So you should always try maintaining good ranks on different platforms. And you should always keep on trying new things, you know, like you can learn and materials available for free. That is the biggest thing. You don't need to pay for anything. There's everything available for free on internet. There's a side geeks for geeks from which you can literally master data structures like anything. You could learn from basic to advanced and it's excellent site. You're gonna practice free coding on code forces because the company like Google, they only like they only ask the questions related to code forces. Like if I am able to solve a few questions from code forces, you at least realize the pattern. And I guess that helps a lot while catching the interviews. Just I mean I mean engineering is a fun, you know, it's a fun thing. You need to enjoy, but at the same time, you just you just need to see that you don't end up wasting your time much. So that is my yeah. one advice, yeah. You need to do things you need yeah. to pro- programming is the key to everything.
0: Yeah, that was a very informative answer. Okay. So, okay, this is my very favorite question. There is a myth that it is not really necessary to have a high pointer, like in the range of nine to get a good package or to get place in a company and just having technical skills is sufficient. So what are your thoughts on this?
1: <laughs> okay, so first of all, even my pointer is eight point six, so I don't want to say anything. But yeah, at least uh, like you don't need to have a great pointer. Obviously, like it's not like if you have a great pointer, the companies gonna approach you. That's not the thing. If you have even pointer of nine point nine, it's not that the company would approach you first. But the only thing is that many companies at the time of form filling, they keep a threshold. You know, like only the students about eight only the students above 8.5 could apply for these companies so unnecessarily if you have low pointer though even if you have skill sets you it's like a very poor situation like you won't be able to apply for it so just try to keep a decent pointer at least above 8 and if possible above 8.5 i guess that's more than sufficient because you'll be able to apply for the maximum number of companies and i guess that's such an injustice you know because if you have pointers even 7.9 you won't be able to apply for that just try to maintain it above eight and avoid backlogs as much as possible. And please avoid active backlogs. Even if you have backlogs, please avoid active backlogs because they clearly mentioned that they don't need active backlogs. And yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So when someone says CGP isn't important, they also mean that you need to work harder and compensate for it somewhere else.
1: Yeah, exactly, my Exactly.
0: Okay. So. It must have been a prolonged process. You must have applied for several companies before Goldman Sachs. Right. So how was that phase from getting rejections in the initial stages to landing a job in a multinational company?
1: Yeah. So actually I'm that kind of person who gets really affected by the failures. I mean, I don't like failures. (laughs) I really get too much disappointed. So earlier while I was rejected from one company, I mean, I completely lost hope in myself. I was like, Chodhadi. it's like, it's, end. it's, it happened in the month of June, you know, like just at the start, it happened. I, yeah. I was shattered. And when I talk for seniors, they're like, bro, it's the first company. You can prepare for the other one. Right. There are many companies going to come. If you have an ear with you. And I was like, yeah, if I sit at this point of time and I grip for that, I'm this is going to happen with me every time then. If I don't work hard now, this is going to happen with me every time. And I don't want this to happen with me again because I don't like failures at all. <laughs> so I was too shattered, but then yeah, my shatter, like it's not a prolonged time when I get shattered. It's like for almost a week or something. Then I get back to my normal. And it's like you have various opportunities, you know. You yeah. will fail at times, but it's obviously you're gonna rise once. If you work hard, then definitely you will get fruits for that.
0: Yeah, we need to be yeah. persistent. <laughs>
1: and patient that is the biggest key you need to be patient
0: yeah exactly right okay students typically start looking for off-campus placements when they either want to get a job at big names in the industry or when they don't find any luck in campus placements so do we need to prepare differently for off-campus placements and what should be the strategy
1: yeah so when you talk about off-campus placements because even my placement is off-campus the only difference between on and off campus is the level of difficulty and the level of competition because in college when a company visits you have limited number of people and you know you can judge other person's skill set because you have been with that person for about four years and you know how that person is and where you stand among all those but when there's off-campus placement it's usually a nation or nation or two so in that the competition rises significantly and you need to be prepared for that. And when it's off campus, it's like they keep rounds not for selection. They keep rounds only for rejection. They just want to reject people because they get about 3 lakh, 4 lakh applicants. And they select out of 3 lakhs, they select almost about 50, max. So they don't keep rounds for selection, never. They keep rounds for rejection. That is the one thing that I've realized very well. So you need to be prepared very well. You need to have in-depth knowledge about everything. You need to be prepared. It's like half knowledge will be very dangerous to you in that case you need to be perfect mm-hmm. in whatever you do and you need to go in little depth of whatever it is oh, okay.
0: okay so since your school years you have been a very bright student like securing 10 CGPA in 10th grade then 95 percent in 12 and now having an 8.5 pointer also you have been participating in many hackathons coding competitions and other activities in these Four years. So I'm very curious to know that how you manage to keep a balance of academics and extracurricular activities.
1: <laughs> so I've been hyper kid since childhood, you know, like where there were different competitions. I always used to be like, ah, I want to win. I said I hate failures. So that is the one thing I really hated since childhood. I always participated in something, not for experience or something. I always wanted to win. <laughs> so I don't know it's a good thing or bad thing, but that is how I am actually. So in college, actually, you get a lot of time apart from academics. So you can do a lot of good things and hackathons and everything. Are actually, a very good thing. You know, you should always participate in hackathons because you get to work on real life projects. You know, so that's a very good thing. And yeah. apart from all this, uh, if you want to get a good job and you want to do great things in life or something, you want to land up your dream job, you need to hustle a bit. So I guess that's what I did. I did nothing great or something. It's just like, I just hustle, so I hustled so as to achieve my dreams. Yeah, this is motivating.
0: Okay, <laughs> you have participated in many hackathons. Once yeah. you even got qualified for Smart India Hackathon, which is a very big hackathon. And can you tell me about your hackathon experiences?
1: Uh, yeah, so the hackathon was about thirty-six hour live for hackathon in which there was a problem statement given by a company in which we had to automate the parking system, in which like, whenever a vehicle arrives, you need to detect the number plate and you need to just verify if the vehicle plate is authenticated or not. It means the, the permission should be granted for the parking or not, because there's many issues that companies face day in, day out about the parking systems. So we wanted an optimized way to do that. So in that case, in you know, those 36 hours, I designed an ML algorithm in which we could detect the number plate and after detecting the number plate, whatever we get, uh, like the value that we get, we scan it via database and just check that does that authenticated vehicle exist in the database or not. So if it is present or if it is authenticated, hand, thumbs up. You have an entry inside. Otherwise, you don't. So this was the project that we did. We also stood second in the entire college. And it was really a very good experience. Because honestly, I would have never thought of making something like this, never. But just because of the problem statement, I applied a lot of knowledge in here. Like, various consider that have only read I've applied in here so that was yeah. a good thing
0: yeah. so re- recruit yeah please
1: and always participate in
0: hackathons <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so recruiters do considered it as a plus point if uh, some if they party if you participate in hackathons yes okay so in your recent interview with a new channel you mentioned that you are willing to go for medical and then you were scared after getting admission for engineering. So what are those things which kept you motivated for these entire four years and made you believe that yes, students from uh, government college of engineering Karad can also get a placement in such a big company because getting placed in Goldman Sachs is no joke.
1: Yeah. So actually I wanted to do medical when I was in class 12th, but Fortunately, unfortunately, just by a margin of 10 or 20 marks, I didn't get a government institute. And I just wouldn't wanted to go into a private one. Looking at all my financial background and stuff, I always aimed for a government institute, which unfortunately, I didn't get. Or maybe fortunately, you can say it now. <laughs> but that time, it was quite unfortunate for me. So when I came in here, kind of I was depressed. I was kind of very heartbroken because I, don't, I didn't expect it. I didn't even think of engineering in my career ever. So, at my first year, I always used to like my college. I had many foolish thoughts in me. So, first year was quite depressing, very much depressing. So, that's why at the start of the interview, I mentioned I started doing coding from second year onwards. I never did coding in my first year because first it actually took me to stabilize, you know. <laughs> so, after coming into engineering, I met a couple of good friends who kind of motivated me to do things. And they were like, now you have been here, do your best in here because hmm. you don't want to regret it anymore ahead, right? the great has been over so you need to work in right now and plus the biggest supporter in my life i would say is my brother he's elder to me and even he's an it engineer so it's like whatever experiences he gets he tries to put it forward to me and i get to learn a lot of new things from him he's always motivated me and he's always been my he's always holding my back so he is the biggest supporter and i'm thankful like he is there with me always had it not been he i would have never been where i am today So I guess you should always find somebody who is always there to guide you. So after coming into the college, I mean, uh, I found my friends and we started coding and started enjoying it. And it happened actually. And I wanted to do something great, you know, because in college, I don't know why people always thought that cracking such product based companies is a thing that only IITLs could do. And that actually used to hurt me so much, you know, that why? Why only IITs? Because they all study the same thing that we do. Everything is available on the internet for free. Then, why is there a myth that only IITLs could get placed into companies like Google, Amazon? Why? So, I wanted to break the taboo, and I guess that's what I did. Yeah,
0: I think this is a perfect example of whatever happens, happens for good.
1: Yeah, and it's actually a myth, you know, that tier one, tier, only tier one, tier two could go into such big companies. Tier three students find it very hard. Though it is hard, but it's not impossible, man. You can obviously do that. If I can get into Goldman Sachs, I guess anybody could. Because you need to keep on trying.
0: Yeah, this is a very, very inspiring story, yeah. (laughs) Okay. as we're coming towards the end of this episode, anything you would like to highlight here or point our listeners towards?
1: Yeah, so students, I mean, many of you would be in first year, second year, or maybe experienced. I don't know. There's a wide audience in there. But always keep hope in yourself, you know, like, there's gonna be ups, there'll be very bad downs, but you always need to keep faith in yourself and you need to go with the flow, right? You need to be patient. and you need to be very hard working at the same time. Plus, if you're like aiming for the placements for the upcoming years or upcoming semester, please focus much more on programming, your logic building, and other concepts related to it, and all the very best for that.
0: Amazing, amazing. Pragati. Thank you so much for taking time out from your busy schedule to join the Verbo's Love podcast today. And I hope to get back to you soon, someday.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to this and have not subscribed yet, please make sure to do so. We will be back with another fascinating episode. Till then, take care. Bye-bye.